Welcome to the 17th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co-host and time-traveling dictator inhabitor, Adrian Pinter. How is it going, buddy? General Kenobi. It is I. Hello. Hi. I'm all right, man. Pretty exhausted. How are you? I'm okay. I'm um, pretty good. I'm pretty good. Yeah. Why are you exhausted? What's happening? All right. Uh, Fine. You're bringing it out of me. You're you're pulling out my stories again. Let me tell you. Two nights ago, October the 22nd, nighttime. I'm trying to go to bed, as I regularly do sometimes. Yes, of course. uh, During night. Yes. And uh, poor little Ellie. I don't blame her for this. Ellie is your your cat. My daughter. And poor little Ellie. I don't... Your dingo. My daughter. Okay, you don't have a daughter. My child. That's a lie. As you adopted a child also named Ellie recently, this is definitely not a daughter of yours. It is. It is. What is it? Just just tell the audience. They may not be tuning in every week. And this is Kenneth Stadelbauer. We're, we're pretty much talking to an unknown person right now. She's a golden retriever. Great pyramids. I knew it. Human being. Anyways, not important to the story, Simon. Not important. You're, you're adding details that aren't required in this tale that I'm about to say. I feel like you're going to prove that that's wrong, but continue. <laughs> so my, my little Ellie... Unfortunately, I don't know if she had some sort of allergic reaction or maybe she has fleas or something. I don't know. But was up all night, like did not sleep at all. And she was whining, scratching her ears, biting her paws. I looked on like I looked online and I mean, that's usually akin to like an allergic reaction of sorts. Hmm. I was thinking maybe it's fleas. Because she'll, like, randomly jump up and, like, start scratching something, which I feel like, you know, if it just pops out of nowhere, maybe it is a flea. But my other dogs aren't scratching themselves. I'm not scratching myself. I don't have any fleas as far as I can tell, and I sleep with her. So I don't don't really know. I'm going with the allergic reaction, and I don't really know what what it could have been. So I feed her milk bone treats. I buy her milk bone treats. And this time around, I bought the chicken flavored ones. And I gave mm. her that. Yes. And she started scratching. And I was like, oh, no, maybe it's the tr- chicken milk bone treats. Maybe. But apparently, she was scratching herself that morning prior to the treats arrival through mm. through Amazon delivery services. So maybe it's something else. I'm not. I'm unsure. I'm, I'm unsure what it could have been. But long story short, I'm trying to sleep. And she just keeps on whining, scratching herself, whining. I'm trying to, like, you know, pet her, trying to calm her down. Nothing, nothing. Now he's literally the entire night maybe slept in total, like fully in total, like an hour. Ooh. Because I could, like, anytime I felt like I was about to fall asleep or I did fall asleep, yeah, I would wake up and I would look at the clock and like maybe like three minutes would pass. So anytime I like was about to fall asleep, I, I was just I was just awake. So I was absolutely exhausted. And then it's not like I could sleep throughout the day because I worked all day. Right. So I went to work, already hopped up. I drank like four coffees in the morning because I literally was like, I'm going to crash on the way to work because I am so exhausted right now. So I get to work. I'm all hopped up. What do I do? I drink like four more coffees throughout the day. And you start having an allergic reaction. No, I'm fine. But oh. I definitely felt like like anxiety was just coming in you know you know when you know you know when you just have too much caffeine and you're just like hopped up and like my brain is moving incredibly slow whereas my body is like fine i'm up i'm ready to roll you know what i mean but my brain i don't even know what the hell i was saying to people i don't even know what i said to anyone that day and uh yeah Mm -hmm. it was it was just one of those days i was super exhausted and then last night 
you know, I was, I, I was, I was sleeping with her and then, and then again, same thing just again and again. And I was like, I cannot do this tonight. I am going to die. I will literally, I, I haven't slept. I, like I'm so I'm, wait, 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 you got home and she wasn't doing it. And then she started doing it during the night again. Exactly. What? I don't know. Maybe She's she allergic was doing to sleep. It. I don't know. Maybe she like, I don't know. Maybe because she didn't sleep all day. She just slept throughout the day or sorry, all, the night prior. And maybe she just slept throughout the day. So she, now she's like up and about at night, mm. but she just kept on pawing herself. So I literally was like, I can't do this. I will not make it through work. And uh, thankfully my mom was home. So she just took care of Ellie throughout the night. This is the first night I, I wasn't able to sleep with my doctor because I was like, I will, I will not be able to make it into work tomorrow. I will literally die of exhaustion. I could not handle it. That sucks. I know. It's very hard being a single parent. I, I honestly feel for all single parents out there. It I, sucks. It sucks. I don't it's, think it's quite it's, the same. It's very difficult, man. But yeah, I, I, I feel for, for all single parents okay. out there because gotcha. I know the feeling. I know the exact feeling. Oh, the exact feeling. 100%. I see. Yeah, I just get it. Thankfully, I had my, uh, I had my mom uh, around to, 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 to... Ellie's help. grandmother. Ellie's grandmother, yeah. Biologically... <laughs> yeah, biologic, you're, biological grandmother. You're she the biological up. father and... Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. She wasn't scratching this morning. Uh, when I was like hanging out with her a bit, I took her on a walk. She was fine. So hopefully she's okay tonight. When when I left for work, she was fine in her crate. I gave her a little chew toy. Her little not a chew toy. It's like a teething ring that I give her. So every time I leave, she's not like whining and she doesn't think the world's ending. I always give her like this nice teething ring that she can just play with. She probably chews on it for like hours uh, until it's fully consumed. It's really good for her right now. See, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the major difference is between the chicken milk bone and the beef milk bone because that teething ring is a chicken teething ring that she chews on. Yeah. So she's obviously not allergic to Well, she wasn't allergic chicken. to it anyway because you already isolated that variable. Yeah, because but Because you, you didn't still, get the... Those, those units didn't come in the yeah, mail until... Yeah, but you know... No, you're right. You're right. But I didn't notice she was scratching in the morning. So maybe maybe my, par- my, maybe my parents didn't just assumed... Maybe maybe they were just like, oh no, she was doing it in this morning. And so it was from just your a understanding, scratch. right now as we record this on Saturday night, is Ellie scratching right now? Do you think at this very moment? Probably. I don't know. Maybe or, like, it's possible. Is it true? I hope not. Did you get filled in by your parents? Like about today? Like yes. While I was working? Yeah, yeah. About whether she's scratching still? No, I feel like my mom would have just told me. So maybe it's okay. Hopefully, I hope. I hope to goodness. Maybe she's gotten over I it. I hope to goodness. Me too. That's really it. I'm just tired, man. I'm just. I'm just a tired old man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, man. Stop being a parent. You'll get there one day. Uh, yeah, sure. We should talk about some show corrections. The first show correction is actually not from last week. Last week we had a. I don't know if we, you can say the words "perfect episode," but we didn't have any mistakes that I that I recount. If you know of any mistakes, of course, you can write into us at splitfocuspodcast.gmail.com. But the mistake that I'm going to reference here is not really a mistake, but more of a clarification. In my reference to Hulu a couple episodes back, and that we talked about Hulu quite often and we talk about how it's owned by Disney. Technically, it's not completely owned by Disney. It's only 60%. Only 60? I don't know if you knew that. No. But technically, there's another controlling partner of Hulu. So what what basically gave Disney 60% was actually they bought the shares from Fox when they purchased... Fox? 20th Century Fox. Yeah. What would, can you guess who the other... Menu? NBC. You're right. It is NBC. Huh. NBC's owner, Comcast, to be specific. How did you guess that? I remember hearing about it a long time ago. So you knew that. You didn't guess anything. So what you, you're basically saying that you knew this the whole time, but never filled the audience in, or me. You just let us just live with this mistake. 
Because I forgot about it. Episodes. I forgot it. I just dig deep into my mind's my mind. Okay. I had to dig. It's careless. It took years to it's careless there. reporting, Adrian. Oh my goodness, careless. Yeah, you you want to know what's careless uh, reporting? Remember yeah. that one episode when when we talked about Animaniacs, and I was like, I don't really know what Animaniacs is, and then I was like, Oh, is it Binky and the Brain? And you're like, Yeah, Binky and the Brain are a part of the Animaniacs. They are, yeah. Pinky and the Brain. Pinky. Whatever. Same thing. Pinky and the Brain is there. They had their own show as well. There's a show called Pinky and the Brain. And you, you were like, no, they didn't have their own show. They were just a part of the Animaniacs. I'm fa- fairly certain that you're wrong. No, I'm fairly certain. It's a part of the Animaniacs. You're wrong. Where do you get this information that Pinky and the Brain had their own show? I remember hearing it. Regardless, that's not what uh, we... They do have their own show. I literally just Googled it during this conversation. Pinky and the Brain, four seasons from 1995 to 1998. Okay, okay, I guess I'm wrong. But we didn't talk about that. We just talked about how they were built into the Animaniacs. Yeah, I know. No, I, I mentioned that, don't they have their own show? And you're like, no, they're just in the Animaniacs, you fucking idiot. This is exactly what you said. We have recording proof. I didn't say that. To that. I wasn't that. And I was like, Simon. Aggressive. Simon, please stop swearing at me. Well, without the... We barely talk because we only talk inside this podcast because we don't talk outside of the podcast. Well, they were built out of Animaniacs. This, you're taking this precious time we share together to swear at me? Oh my goodness, unacceptable. Okay, so get away from this topic slightly, but yeah. not really at all. Animaniacs just actually, they just released a Hulu trailer for Animaniacs. Did you see that by chance? No, I have no attachment to Animaniacs. I think I already mentioned that before. I thought you said you had attachment to Binky and the Brain, buddy. Yeah, yeah, not the Animaniacs, though. Separate. I see. Two separate shows. Sure. Whatever. Just want to clarify, those are two separate shows. Just in ki- just to be clear, the in the Animaniacs trailer that's coming to Hulu, there was actually Pinky and the Brain advertised in that trailer. Within so within it. Yes. Within Anyways, the it kind of looks cool. It's it's still crazy to me that this show, which is very much built out of Warner Brothers, is on a service that's not owned by Warner Brothers. I was kind of trying to bait you into believing that it would be Warner Brothers that has the other share, but Warner Brothers has no share in Hulu, so I'm I'm flabbergasted as to why you, they you failed your this, bait. I'm far too intelligent for you. Have this show, yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's crazy as well. What's crazy, Simon? Why are you pausing? Stop picking your nose over there. I'm not picking. I wasn't even picking my nose. Uh, this is garbage. Also, it's Steven Spielberg executive producing it. Steven Spielberg. Which I'm impressed with. Let's move on. Let's move on. I actually do have a show correction from last week, though. Oh, what is it? I, I, I will fess up to it. I made a mistake. What did you say? So I mentioned that movie Empty Man that's coming out. Mm. And I mentioned that it stars the kid uh, Will from Stranger Things, whatever that actor's name is. Yeah, I was wrong about it. I, I saw you saw the guy's face and you got him. You made a mistake. No, this is funny. This is a common thing with no, you. No, this is funny because I I saw the trailer in, in in an ad again. Like probably just scrolling through Instagram. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know see this trailer again. And it's actually this just this woman with the same haircut that sounds practically identical. It's because, not even a guy. No, because well, to be fair, Will from Stranger Things didn't even hit puberty. So he had just this high-pitched womanly voice anyways. So, yeah. So it's confused a, him. A woman? Like, probably like a teenage, like a like teenager, man? young adult woman with, with this kid from Stranger Things. I, I, I'm fessing up to it. I made a mistake. <laughs> I made oh, my a mistake. goodness. Uh, Alrighty, then. Well, Will looks like a modern-aged woman, or this woman looks like a little boy from the 80s. I'll leave that up to you to decide. Understood. We also talked about last week about how if we went to a time period and it could be anybody because yeah. your mom wrote into us. Yes. And we were mom. basically asked if you can go to a time period and you could be anybody, who would you be and where would you go? Yeah. And you said what? I said uh, I'd be Hitler so I could 
stop the Holocaust before it even happened. Exactly. I'd be and, a good Hitler. Right. And I said that I would go back in time to Jesus' time and witness him come back from the dead. Yeah. Why am I telling you this? Well, let's reach into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? We ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com. And Kenneth Stadelbauer wrote into us once again, and he said, Trippers of the Temporal Tango. Whilst I agree... That Mad Max Fury Road is a good example of practical effects. It should be noted that the movie is widely held as a prime example of CGI done properly. The landscapes in Fury Road are all either computer-enhanced or computer-generated images. Rocks, cliffs were added, color-enhanced, and of course, the work of art that was the rendering of the dust storm. Watch the special features or search YouTube for comparisons of before and after computer effects were added. Adrian's answer to when, where would you travel if you could go back in time, brought interesting images. Picture Adolf pictured. Didn't even get to the end. How would you picture it if I didn't even finish what I was... I just, I'm just, I just, I'm, I have a picture of Adolf Hitler in my head. All right, never mind. Picture Adolf Hitler during one of his most rabid speeches, suddenly shifting and talking about the Africa campaigns as a chance to use superior German intellect and technology to bring advanced irrigation techniques and modern hospitals to impoverished African nations. Then comes a push to lead other countries in the quest to end world hunger and advance transportation and other tech to new levels. A parallel world where Hitler's fervor and insane charisma could actually lead the nation to better the world. That's exactly what I was thinking. Well, that's what you said. Yeah, exactly. And he goes on. It's me, good Hitler. Simon's answer isn't quite as fanciful, since it actually happened, will happen? After going back in time to chronicle the life of Jesus, culminating when he rolls back the boulder blocking the cave Jesus is buried in, only to find after three days, he is still quite dead. (gasps) When Simon emerged from the cave, Jesus' followers believed that he is the resurrection? The transformation of his more swarthy Palestinian appearance to Simon's more fair self, another part of the miracle. Years of traveling with the disciples and lack of modern grooming tools saw Simon with long hair and a full beard. This is, of course, proven by a plethora of later artwork, which shows a white Jesus with lighter colored hair. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Signed, Kenneth. And the quote here, it's funny how humans can wrap their mind around things and fit them into their version of reality. A quote by Rick Riordan. Mm. Okay. I don't know. That's that's really cool. He that kind of went the... and it took us on a little bit of an adventure there. I like it. I like the idea that you are Jesus. <laughs> I think that, that the reason why the Jesus pictures of are, Jesus being are... white, I think it's just racism. But just no. slight, slight racism. No. Like slight, it's because of you, man. Slight racism. I mean, we talked about whitewashing last week, and here you go. No? It's because of you. Yeah, it's, that, <laughs> yeah that's the most logical explanation. This is We're using Occam's razor. Yeah, certainly. man. The most of logical. Of course, the most uh, logical explanation is that this, uh, that I am I am Jesus, apparently. Yeah, the I, simplest ex- explanation I is usually the answer, and that's it. I'm not Jesus. I'm just saying. Yet. I was saying I'm going to go back in time later on. Or Yeah. Well, I mean, time's, time's, like a, time's not a straight line, man. I feel like there's a lot of uh, controversy in these statements. I feel like there was controversy la- potentially last week when we talked about this, and now we've just controversed it even more. This is blasphemy, Adrian. I ah. think if the Catholic Church was li- were listening to this, we might be in a lot of trouble. I gotta take their. Never mind. Not gonna say it. You gotta take their penises out of little boys' mouths first. Oh come on! Wow, you really went went dark. Speaking of good decisions by the Catholic Church, just real briefly here. I didn't go dark. The Pope just like legitimized the gay marriage. That's pretty cool. It's good awesome. For the Pope. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's awesome. Anyways, all righty. Thank you, Kenneth, for writing into us once again. And I ask you all to please write into us with weird questions, weird answers, and weird comments like these ones by Ken. 
to our split focus broadcast at gmail.com email address or you can talk to us on twitter individually by direct messaging us or on our split focus twitter account mm. now i ask you adrian what have you been watching this week if i might ask you well we both watched uh, the same movie so before i go there i'm going to talk about a trailer that came out recently oh and that trailer is raya and the last dragon oh i don't know about this movie sorry raya and the last dragon i'm not aware yeah who's making this movie pixar no 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 that's raya and the last dragon ah that's funny yeah no that no that seriously confused me yeah me too it's like yeah i, I really did think it was raya. It was Ra- you thought it was raya the entire time oh yeah is that true yep that's true no i definitely thought it was raya we talked actually a few weeks ago about how raya the character of raya was recast yeah uh by kelly marie tran yeah the- that's known for her role as rose tico in the great movie star wars the last jedi it's true and the not-so-great movie that she's barely in. Yeah, for like 30 Star Wars seconds. Rise of Skywalker. Maybe that's why that movie was bad. Because they took her out? Uh, no. Like, it's bad for a lot a lot of other reasons. <laughs> I'm um, kidding. I know, we've talked about this at length. Yeah. Every episode, pretty much. Quite literally. About how much we hate Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, we can go on forever on that one. But anyways, yeah, the trailer was pretty good for the Pixar's Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah, it's cute. It has that Pixar charm. A little uh, a little pet armadillo, which I really like. Is that the dragon? No. There was no dragon, if I recall, in this trailer. No, they're going something? to find the last dragon. Oh. And that so. armadillo is just there for a good time. He's on the little journey with Raya. He is a little cute little armadillo. I know. Pixar nails it with their adorable animals. Mm-hmm. Disney as well, of course. You know, Disney Pixar. Together, they nail it. That's true. You know, Moana with the little piggy and the uh, mentally disabled chicken. That's super cute. It is a chicken, Adrian. It could just be a chicken. Why does it have to be mentally disabled? Because it's very evidently a mentally disabled chicken. They make it very clear. Chickens aren't very smart. You own chickens. Do you think that the chicken should be, you know... That chicken was way dumber than any of my chickens. That chicken was going on an adventure with them purposely. It chose to go on that adventure. It just kept on trying to die. It didn't... I don't agree. It didn't even... I don't even want to talk about it. We all know I'm right and you're wrong. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. I think that the Moana Moana chicken was just more of a regular chicken, which we're just not used to seeing in an animated film, and so therefore you think it's disabled mentally. I don't know. Maybe you're right, but I don't think so. I think I'm right. (laughs) Okay, then. Uh, Well. Yeah, great trailer. I'm very excited for this. I'm always down for a new Pixar movie, and this just looks like a fun time. It looks, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, you ever watch that movie Kubo and the Two Strings? I didn't, actually. I've never seen it. It's very different, like animation style and everything, but. It's also not made by Pixar. No, it's not. No, no. It just kind of reminded me of that, you know, like action-heavy animated movie. I see. You know, made for children, but looks fun. A little bit of, you know, almost like Avatar The Last Airbender vibes, kind of. Just a little bit, you know, just a little bit of everything. It just looks fun. It looks fun. It looks like a movie I want to watch, that I'm going to watch. Hopefully in theaters, but who knows. What have you watched? I've also watched, we just finished it actually, just before recording this podcast, the finale of The Good Place. And mm. man, tears definitely were rolling down my cheek. You fucking pussy. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I cry all the Me time. and my girlfriend, I'm just going <laughs> to ignore, ignore that. <laughs> That was mean. I take it I back. I cried a lot, okay? And I'm proud of it. Yeah, that's fair, man. My girlfriend and I were cool, crying man. and just sniffling through the last episode. And it's a, it's a long one, actually. It's like a 50-minute episode. Oh, nice. A double episode to end the end the show. The finale of the entire series. Was it good? It's f- phenomenal. I think yeah. it's awesome. And I think that that show is so strangely insightful on the meanings of life. And it, it is definitely throughout the entire series. And I think it is even more so at the end of the the episode. I think it really affected me. I'm so surprised on how much it affected me. There was another episode I mentioned that was really brilliant. The Chidi episode in season four. I thought that was awesome as well. 
the character of Chidi Onegonye, of course, played by the great actor William Jackson Harper. And so this episode, I don't know if it topped it necessarily, but I think that it's a phenomenal finale. We talked about a terrible finale in Dexter's finale, series finale last week, and uh, this is a good one. That's what I would say. I think it's an awesome one, and they did a phenomenal job, and I'm excited to see what Moe's does next. Michael Schur? Yeah, the Good Place creator, Michael Schur. I don't know. I mean, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's still on. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. There's a lot of weird backlash because it's a show about cops, so I'm not certain what was going to end up happening with that. Did they say that they were going to continue that show, or did they Oh, announce? man, they better. There was talk. Serious? There was talk about that after like the like the terrible thing that happened. Oh, uh, uh, the George Floyd the situation. Yeah, with George Floyd and and of course Breonna Taylor as well. And yeah, I don't know, man. That's a that's a tough one. Like you can't. It's such a diverse cast of characters, though. You know, like it. It would definitely be a shame for sure. That'd be ridiculous. Of course, of I'd course. be I'd be annoyed just because just because a show stars police officers doesn't mean that it's like total shit. Like. I don't know, man. I I understand the whole argument, like you know, police brutality is a thing, and it, it should be, you know. There was just rumbling. No, it shouldn't ha- happen, but there was rumbling show... of that. But I didn't hear anything about the next season, oh. so I'm not sure what's happening. If that show gets canceled because of that, I'd be so pissed. We'll see what happens. Like we, we usually I mean, report on the news to worry for, about, I guess, but it's still a bummer. Yeah, we usually report on the news for this industry. So when that comes up, the next news about Brooklyn Nine Nine, I'll be excited to share it. If I, it if I better see not, it. man, because they can like they they do a great job of talking about. Better like not social... get canceled, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I they do know. a great job of like talking like social commentary in that show. Oh yeah, phenomenal. So I feel like they could easily fold it in oh, yeah. to it. I think like they they talk about you know like oh I being see they black. could talk about Black Lives yeah. Matter. Yeah, they and, talk about being black in the show and, you know, how it's dangerous to, like, walk at night. Like, there's an episode where one of the police officers actually does get, you know, beat by a, another police officer because they didn't realize that he was a police officer and that he was black. They they, they specifically talk about that issue. In, there's I think, also the sixth thing, season. like, it doesn't even matter if he's a police officer, he shouldn't have been beaten anyway. Yeah, I know. Exactly. No, no, that's, yeah, that came out a little bit. No, I, I know that what you but meant. Yeah. But, but yeah. at the same time, like, that was the, I think the main message is that, yeah, he's sure he's the captain. Was it the captain? Uh, it was Terry. Oh, it was Terry. Yeah. Oh. Sergeant, I guess. But he's like, a, he's a man in charge of other other officers too, yeah. which is even more alarming. But yeah, though for sure, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, the, you know the guy that beat him, that there that arrested him. He's in Dexter. Oh, I forgot the actor's name, but he's in Dexter. The I think from season like three on or four on. Ah, I see. Yeah, interesting. Fun fact. Cool, man. Yeah, I, I hope it doesn't get canceled. That'd be that'd be a shame. It would be for sure. Yeah, the good worry place. about real police officers beating up black people and not a show about police officers. Of course, I agree with you. Yeah. The Good Place is phenomenal. If you want to watch a good comedy, it's on Netflix in full, four seasons. Check it out. Here in Canada, at least. And it's a serial comedy show, as we talked about as well, so it really does tell a complete story. So it's it's really good. It stars Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. What else have you been watching, Adrian? So I, uh, I haven't watched much else, man. All I've watched is... Or at subsequent movie film, delivery of prodigious bride to American regime for make benefit one's glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Oh, wow. I've also watched Borat's subsequent movie film, delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit one's glorious nation of Kazakhstan as well. That's cool, man. Did you watch the first one? Well, let's move on to the news, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> I did, actually. So I watched the first Borat movie. I hadn't watched it, which is strange, obviously. It came out in 20, 2006. Mm-hmm. 20, 2006. Came out in 2006, and uh, I never watched it. So I watched it now, or like this week. And uh, what a ridiculous movie yeah. that is! Whatever. It is absolutely ridiculous. Very nice. It's it's quite a ridiculous movie overall. Yeah. It's r- absolutely ridiculous. I actually find that the the second film has more of a complete story arc 
at least from start to finish pro the actual movie than the yeah, first definitely. one. And it, it actually is more satisfying of a conclusion. The conclusion is wild, and I could not believe that it's they would the go, biggest twist go down twenty twenty. It's really crazy. I and, couldn't believe it when it finished, and that's what they did. I was like, "What in the fuck?" Like, I can't believe they they decided to do that. Really, the last ten brilliant. minutes. There's a lot of it. It's interesting because in the first movie, Borat is a pretty terrible person, and he doesn't learn at all about anything. Really, yeah. If you no. think about it, he just starts as a terrible person and he ends as a terrible person, but just in a different way. You yeah. know what I mean? He kind of he kind of grew, but grew not better, like not as a, not bettering himself, but really just becoming a terrible person, slightly parallel to where he was before. Mm-hmm. But this movie, I find that he kind of learned lessons, which is cool as well. There's some crazy stunts in this movie. The fact that he that Sasha Baron Cohen, the most interesting thing about this character, I think, is just the fact that it is Sasha Baron Cohen and the lengths that he's gone to play this character. Yeah, definitely. He's again unrecognizable. Like I, I think of. This guy's Borat, not Sasha Baron Cohen. We've talked about it on the, uh, I think, last week's episode where we talked about Trial of Chicago 7. That Phenomenal he's just movie. A, just what a movie. Yeah, I know. It's so good. But that he's a chameleon, that he just sinks into every role that he plays, and he's unrecognizable, and he becomes the character that's, the characters that he is playing. And yeah, this movie just does such a good job. And uh, it was really nice jumping back into the world of Borat, which is really just our world with this character. But you know what I mean? It's hilarious. It is really so funny, but it's funny. just so ridiculous. It, I know, man. In really good ways, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I it's extreme. S- it's ex- definitely extreme comedy. Yeah. It's a very specific style of comedy, too. I feel like if you are if you can't handle cringe, this is probably not the type of comedy for so you. Just like The Good Place, I watched this with my girlfriend. She could not handle cringe, and she left the room at least three times. Yeah. it's While it, watching it and then came back. I was like, why are you back here? <laughs> you can't handle this. Just, just stay away for your own good. I, I don't know why you're coming back. But there was this moments where, like, the, one of the moments she came back was when she heard the conference with Mike Pence, the yeah. rally, in which he's talking about how there are only 15 coronavirus cases and that we have this under control and that oh, this is going to, like, wow, that did not age well. No, it did not. That speech did not age well. That moment is crazy, too. Apparently, Sasha Baron Cohen was in the bathroom for five hours waiting to come out as a fake Donald Trump. To run out on the, well, to try and get to the stage, which he did not make because there's literally Secret Service agents everywhere, understandably, when it comes to the vice president of the United States. But there's a, there's a very interesting thing in which this the trajectory of the film, it starts in a time when there wasn't the coronavirus. I don't think yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen had planned any of, a lot of what the plot was going to end up being because he started filming before this became such a crazy pandemic. I don't think he predicted this. So that's why it's kind of interesting if you think about it. Like the movie starts in a place that it, and it ends in a very different place. Definitely. Because he's doing a lot of the stunts. Again, he's filming it throughout. Like when you make a movie, usually, you, again, you write it from start to finish. Like he didn't really do that in this. I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. They must have had it some sort of plan and then it just had to take a it got hard derailed. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was um, derailed, in a, derailed onto another track uh, that went in a maybe a better direction. Yeah, I'm I'm curious what the original plan was. I wonder I wonder if they'll ever kind of reveal like what they were initially planning on doing. I think the focus was going to be just to have him try and get on the stage with Mike Pence or get an interview with Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. And then there's that obviously this, a lot of this we can't really spoil because it's mostly been spoiled. That's kind of actually the most disappointing thing about this movie is that some of the big stunts like that that moment where he dresses up as Donald Trump and tries to get to the stage mm-hmm. while Mike Pence is 
hosting a rally. It was completely spoiled that whole scene pretty much in the trailer, which is kind of disappointing because it's such yeah. a significant thing. That's he put himself literally at serious risk. Yeah, he could have been killed potentially. Yeah, like if I feel like if it was any other, if he did that in like Russia or something, I feel like he'd probably be killed, or you know, in like China. They'd probably just detain well, he is him doing it him. in the United States, obviously. That's knowingly. what I mean. That's but what I mean. Like, I feel like you couldn't get away with that in many countries other than you know, like the the free nation of the United States of America or like Canada. We're pretty we're pretty free up here too. Great one, North baby. But yeah, it's it, yeah, it was crazy. There's some really awesome stunts throughout the movie, and I don't know. I really like how he plays off. Um, like, like there's a there's a there's a scene in a synagogue which is absolutely bananas because Borat is a like he's an anti semite. Just kind of funny because Sasha Baron Cohen is Jewish himself, and he, well, the whole movie also, is satire. That's the point. No, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. But he's also speaking in Hebrew the entire time too, which is kind of funny as opposed to like Kazakhstani or whatever the the, the language is there. But yeah, man, it's yeah. There's the scene in the synagogue is just absolutely unbelievable like there's so many just moments throughout the movie that you can kind of point out and the journey to each of those big moments are are, are fairly enjoyable as well i i'm curious like did you like the first one better or the second one better? second one for sure yeah you know what it is though i'm biased because in 2006 sure i kind of remember the politics of the george bush presidency mm-hmm. and it's kind of part of the reason why he made that movie in 2006 and then waited before he made another movie because donald trump was president that's the reason why he was inspired to make this movie arguably to bring the borat character back and so i have more of a connection having lived in this time like right now yeah to that era of the trump presidency and what it's kind of done to the united states arguably and so that it's more topical and so maybe that's the bias that i have to deal with but i do like it better i also like it better because of the way it ends i, I just find that yeah, the ending's great i don't know it was just it's crazy again because like, he didn't know what was going to happen in the next six months to cause his movie to go in a different plot direction so i think mm-hmm. that's pretty pretty brilliant what he comes up with in the end definitely uh it's kind of interesting though like i was curious like what you thought like which movie you liked better because uh for me and two of my buddies that both watched the original borat like when it came out like all three of us agreed that we like the first one a little bit better than the second one not not that the second one's bad by any means the second one's still great but we like the first one better and i was curious like is that just my nostalgia talking so that's, well, there's that question to too like at the into. time like i hadn't seen it yeah obviously and i heard all, all everyone quoting quoting this movie i just didn't have any interest in watching it and so Having watched it the first time, I'd imagine it would have been such a shock factor to be able to see it at that time. But for me, it was just like diluted by people talking about it and I never saw it. And then when I saw it now in 2020, it just doesn't hold the same amount of relevance, I suppose. Yeah. So that's like, again, it's just the, that's the nature of just having seen it after everybody else. I think it's just yeah. the fact that it specifically for this movie, because again, it does, it is influenced by the political nature of the United States in 2006. So I just mm-hmm. think that it's just more relevant to watch the second movie today than the first movie today, if that makes sense. That definitely does make sense. Cool. 100%. Excellent. Yeah, I would definitely recommend this. This is on Amazon Prime Video, uh, available to stream. If you are an acceptor of extreme comedy and not, are not easily one to be offended about satire. Yeah. In, in like that's, that synagogue ways. scene arguably can be perceived as extremely offensive. It but is so offensive. The idea so is, offensive. again, it's completely a satire it, in every it, sense of the word. It's so incredibly offensive. That's why it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, just because it's so fucked up. Like, it is so messed up. Like, the reason why he even goes there in the first place and then just, like, the reveal that he that he gets in that... I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, in, in every sense of the word, this movie is 
absolutely ridiculous. Oh yes, and and yeah, Rudy Rudy Giuliani thing is just Holy crazy. Holy fuck! Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's absolutely wild. I like. It's not that I would have put it past him. I feel like that's something that I would have arguably expected. But anyway, it's just crazy that they have this like on footage. Like this is like they planned that out for a long time, by the way, because I think Borat's daughter actually found herself on a QAnon supporters website officially. Oh, really? I think so because they when he looks it up with those guys, they don't know what's going on. Those guys, I argue, did not know at all. And he was in. By the way. Borat, basically, he gets holed up with these random Republican men for five days in their cabin, specifically during the pandemic lockdown. I don't yeah. know if it's in the woods or where it is, but he's basically playing Borat for five days straight. Like He doesn't leave character for five days. <laughs> he's using a pan and hitting, <laughs> hitting, hitting furniture to hitting get rid the of the coronavirus. coronavirus. And they're basically saying that the coronavirus is a hoax. But it's funny, that song, by the way, unbelievable as well. <laughs> it's so good. There's a song he sings on stage at one point that's just so bad. It's That, that it's, is... Man, it, yeah, it's really bad. Shocking. And I just love how it like pans to the camera and like people are just enjoying it. Like, <laughs> like just nodding their heads in agreement with it. this. Singing it. Yeah, I know. He gets them to sing along and to it's, it. Oh, man, what a, what a brilliant man. What a brilliant man, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, he's he's a he's a treasure for sure. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. I loved it. I I highly recommend it. Again, if you're not one for cringy humor, yeah, definitely not, not for be. you. Yeah, or if but, you're uh, easily offended, that as well. You have to understand though that this is satire. That yeah. is the key element going into it. That synagogue scene, actually, the family of that the one of the main ladies in that scene mm-hmm. who's talking to him like the whole time. The lady actually passed away. Oh, that's awful. And so the. The family was pretty upset when they saw the scene. They were actually, they I, I don't know if they, there's a lawsuit involved, but they were not happy. I think they were suing him, the state of this uh, this individual. They're, mm. they're suing him, but I don't think they understood that it was satire. That's what I'm kind of getting. It's like, we're not, he's not really making fun of you. He was making fun of the idea of anti-Semitism still being relevant in 2020 America. Yeah. That's, that's the point. But I don't think that they. What a lovely lady she was, too. That's that's a. She was, yeah. That was a. That, it was that's. So I wholesome. don't think that he thought that was that scene was going to take that turn at all. It's mm. interesting because he's playing it this so so in all of these spots. Like he goes to like the the Krinkos guy to fax. I swear that guy didn't wasn't in on it. He's trying to fax. <laughs> fax is like dictator over and over again. He goes back to the same guy over and over again, or, or the moment that he goes to the. The cake planned, shop? Planned pregnancy. Oh my God, how fucked was that? That guy did not know at all. And Definitely. that was so perfectly done. The cake shop with that combination of, I swear they did not know going in there that there was going to be a, a cupcake. By the way, this scene is also revealed everywhere. It's a cupcake with a baby in it. Mm-hmm. And the connection to planned pregnancy. Like to think that through, it just seems it's like it's so well thought out, even though it seems like it's mostly on the fly. Like what if we now went... To a place that call it's called Woman's Health, and there's literally a pastor there. It's not a doctor <laughs> handling women's health. It's a pastor that they talk. To. Yeah, and like I, I'm curious, was that the same? It's probably not. I probably could have done my research, but like, was that the same cake shop that refused to make the cake for the gay couple like a couple years back? And he was just curious if they would write some like incredibly anti-Semitic. Oh yeah, that was thing. so like, offensive on yeah. the cake. She wrote, the, she just wrote what they said so easily. And then he's like, smiley face, and she does a smiley face at the end, and I was like, 
Oh my God! I, I, you gotta refuse that. Like yeah. you have to. You freeze that. This day and age, you just say no. I well, yeah. Write this offensive language on this cake. I don't care if you're requesting it. I think. I think that that the point of that scene was to see like how far would this cake shop owner go, but they won't make a cake for gay people. Like I, that. That was like that was my. That'd be really cool. But they, would they advertise? Did they advertise the name of the cake shop? That's what I don't know. That, that's why. I, like, I, that's just the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, was that the same cake shop that didn't want to make the cake for those gay people? I don't know. For their wedding? Good I don't question. know. Let's not go any further because I think we're we're borderline spoiling the whole movie. Yeah, that's true. We, we just yeah. We're, there, <laughs> most of the things we've said, everything I think we've said is in literally in the trailer or mm-hmm. in clips. Like that moment with the the bakery cupcake with the baby in it is literally in a clip that I watched on. Colbert Mm -hmm. and especially again it's too bad but the Mike Pence thing is in the trailer there's one thing that's actually in the trailer that's not in the movie it's the moment where Tutar his daughter which is very much actually centric around his daughter and his relationship with his daughter throughout the film which somehow becomes heartfelt in this most ridiculous movie. You'd never think that there would be anything heartfelt about this movie, but arguably it is. Yeah, that uh, the actress that plays Tudar, Maria Bakalova, this is her first like movie that she's ever been in. Yeah, uh, Maria Bakalova. And- yeah, it's a starting role. This is like her, her debut. And she did fantastic work in this movie. Amazing. Was thrown into ridiculous and precarious situations. So it plays a 15-year-old girl. She's 20-something, mind you. 23. Yeah, the interesting thing about the scene in the trailer, there's a scene in the trailer, if you've watched the trailer for this movie, for the movie, Borat's subsequent movie film, Delivery of Prodigious Bride to American Regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, you'll notice that there's a moment in which they're driving down the road and she's sitting on top of a car and she's on top of the car because he won't let her in the car. Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah. That wasn't in the movie. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, when when uh, when they get pulled over by the police officer and she's yeah, like... Yeah, that didn't yeah. happen though. I feel like that would have been a good scene to have in the movie. It's strange that they chose to leave that out. But that's, I guess, the continuing the tradition of having movie trailers that have scenes like that just aren't in the movie. Like The Incredible Hulk running in Wakanda as an example. Mm-hmm. But not... In the film, but only in the trailer. So one thing I just noticed, we've been saying bride. It's bribe. Yeah, it's bribe. Yeah. You, you definitely said bride. I just want to verify. That's why I, I was like, I know I wrote bride. I 100% here. said Borat's subsequent movie film, Delivery of Prodigious Bribe to American Regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. That's what I said, bribe. Okay. I just want to make sure. I'm kidding. No, I, I think I made that mistake before. Okay, because I feel like... At I, least one time I made it. Because I feel like I made that oh, mistake Oh, you definitely well. made the mistake. Yeah. Because I was reading it earlier, when, when I, after I watched the movie, it says bribe there. Yeah. Although, if you notice, actually, the movie actually keeps changing its title throughout the movie. There's a caption that shows the title of the movie, and they keep changing the title of the movie because they they change what the goal was because the movie basically starts out like the first movie is a ridiculous plot line he goes to america to make a documentary and then he decides that he's fallen in love with pamela anderson anderson and that he's gonna go across the country from new york to los angeles to wed her that's the that's the plot of the first yes plot of this one initially is that legitimately he's gonna take the prize monkey from kazakhstan on the order of the premiere of Kazakhstan to gift to Michael Pence, the vice mm. president of the United States. That's the initial point, yes. the plot point to start the movie off. And then it just goes from there and just keeps evolving over and over again. And I wonder if it's arguably also much because of the coronavirus that starts raging through the world. Yeah, there's some really uh, great jokes throughout. There's uh, one joke at the beginning of the movie that is really great for Canadians. <laughs> That it made me geek out really hard. That I feel like it would go right over your head if you weren't uh, familiar with Canadian politics whatsoever. Yeah, because because we're Canadian. For yeah. those of you who don't know, we just lost all our viewers. Listening. Yeah, they just left. That's fair. Canada's pretty cool. 
It's cold up here. Cold now. It's getting yeah. too cold. I know. It was like 18 degrees yesterday, and now it's like negative four. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? It took a turn. Yeah. Classic took a Canadian turn. conversation, talking about the weather. Yeah. Took a turn, much like this movie did, multiple mm-hmm. times. Well, let's get on to the news, shall we? We shall. Let's begin with a small collection of more focused stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Number one. As reported by publication The Wall Street Journal, streaming service Quibi is officially shutting down after only six months of availability. No! Quibi... Or quick bites. Was that what it was called? Did we not? Did we ever mention that? Was initially launched in April of 2020 and was designed as a short form streaming service that offered various TV series with 5 to 12 minute long episodes. Each TV series was specifically designed to be watched on a smartphone and featured different perspectives if you chose to watch in landscape or portrait mode. The company, founded by DreamWorks creator Jeffrey Katzenberg and previous Hewlett Packard CEO Meg Whitman, raised over $1.75 billion dollars for content creation and featured tv series from many of hollywood's renowned directors and actors the streaming service was designed for those on the go but was tragically launched at a time when a global pandemic has been keeping everyone at home at the end of the day quibi simply could not garner nearly enough subscribers to warrant another round of marketing or content creation investment and therefore katzenberg and whitman have opted to close the door on quibi for good the last day of service for quibi will be december 1st 2020 this is depressing <laughs> this is quite sad i kind of like i uh i don't know i mean I, to be fair i paid for quibi once and never went back to it so i'm part of the problem i mean it's only been around for six months and i couldn't even stick around for five sixths of that but uh it's a uh, it's unfortunate that it that it failed and it's it's interesting because this news came what like a day or two after there was announcements of a quibi app being put on you know some smart tvs or whatever else. yeah crazy eh and it was available just... on apple tv i was going to download it the next day and maybe like resubscribe potentially and then literally right after that they said they were shutting canceled. down it's over it's crazy and uh i mean they renewed a few of their shows as well so like the die heart I think we talked about that, what, two or three weeks ago? That it's been renewed? Yeah. For season two? Obviously, that's not going to happen unless someone else is going to buy that show, but I doubt it will. It's terrible that this happened because this is actually a really kind of a neat idea, and I think that I, I, I gave it a really bad rap constantly for the price. I still think the price is too much, but I was looking at the pricing schemes again just to try to reiterate my point or, or at least convince me that I was correct or try to try to prove that I was right. And I found that actually the price of Apple TV Plus in Canada and in the US is the same price. It's $5.99 for both places. Oh, nice. So there's no difference in price. So when I kept saying that Quibi is too expensive, it's too expensive in the terms of Apple TV Plus is cheaper and it, they're also making amazing content, but it's $2 cheaper and they don't have ads before their content. So I was thinking how stupid that is that they could be that expensive. But ultimately, in the United States, Quibi is $4.99, not $6.99 like it is in Canada. So I don't think that the price actually did them in at all. So it's a dollar less in the States, but $2 more here in Canada? Yeah. Interesting. So they increased it by, I guess that makes sense based on the Canadian dollar and the American dollar and where it stands. But I realized that it, it doesn't, my argument of it being too expensive is not necessarily true because it was about $5 anyway. Although again, if you have ads, should you still be only $1 less than Apple TV Plus? I don't think so. You're charging ads. Just put more ads in the front of the content. Maybe add another 10 seconds 
I'll still tune in. I just didn't believe in the $7 price point in Canada, and that's ultimately why I cancelled it. I would have kept it. I was watching it on every break for that, uh, what was the trial period, two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. I watched it on pretty much every break. Oh no, sorry, I, I did subscribe for one month after that. I was like, I like this content. I like uh, A Most Dangerous Game. I thought that was actually phenomenal. Yeah, the, it was great. The show and, um, with Christoph Waltz and the Hemsworth brother. Liam. Yeah. Liam Hemsworth. Uh, the, middle, th- the, the middle Hemsworth brother. Correct, yeah. Not as popular as Chris, but not as popular as Westworld Hemsworth. Westworld oh, sorry, Hemsworth. is more popular than Westworld Hemsworth, but Correct. less popular than Thor Hemsworth. Exactly. I would have loved to see A Most Dangerous Game Season 2. They had a lot of good content that I was actually pretty interested to see through. And, and I just, honestly, I didn't want to subscribe to something that it made no sense in the market. It, it reminds me, in terms of pricing, at least in Canada, to the pricing of Mulan. You're charging a rental fee on top of your Disney Plus subscription. I can't support that because I don't want other streaming services to do this. Yeah. So that's the reasoning why I didn't want to subscribe to Quibi again because you're charging $7 with ads. I don't want Netflix to start charging, I don't know, they have a lot more content. They're like, well, we're going to do a $10 tier with ads. Like, no, I don't want that. That's not what I want. I want them to do something fair. If you're charging money and showing me ads, make it a fair price. But ultimately, again, in the States... I don't know. The prices were actually com- more competitive. That's what I would say. And I- I'm I'm so sad that this is over. But what can you do? Yeah. So an example of like a streaming service that does have ads that you pay for is Amazon Prime Video. But it's not as jarring because for one, the episodes are you know hour length in some cases. So you'll have it like an ad after an episode. Or sorry, before an episode. But on what top ad? of that, sorry, I don't recall. Yeah. Whenever you launch an episode, not if you're watching them like subs- like it- not if it's just like auto playing. But when you go into Amazon Prime, it'll play like a brief clip of like of whatever movie that's on the service. Oh, that's yeah. not yeah, that doesn't it's still count an to ad me. Clip. Sorry, man. Yeah, but like, I, that doesn't count at all for me. Oh, okay, fair enough. Like, well, I, to, I get what you mean. Yeah, I guess but, it's an ad, but they're advertising their own service. I'm actually happy to see that. I'm like, oh, what else is available? Yeah, I man, actually no, want enough. to see that. But what I'm trying to I'm say is that I'm subscribed for this hundred twenty dollars a year. I want to know what's coming up. The ads I'm talking about on Quibi are, are, I don't know if you saw any of the ads. They're no, literally because I did the non-ad version. Like tacos. I love tacos. From Taco Bell. They're, that's pretty awesome. They, I think it was, well, maybe it was Old El Paso. Like that's, that, mm. we're talking about product placement. Understood. There was no, my, but there was my, no ads my argument, about their... My argument with the Amazon Prime thing is that we, we're we also getting more out of it. Like, I, like honestly, I, Amazon I would Prime pay for. Amazon Prime is super cheap, man. I know. Like I would pay for Amazon Prime just for Amazon Prime. And the Amazon Prime video is just a bonus. Oh right, you want the two-day shipping. So that's shipping. what I'm saying. Like Amazon Prime Video is the, yeah. is the extra. Yeah, it's 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 the the value is there. I would pay for argument. Amazon Prime Video and then get the two-day shipping. I prefer the Prime Video over anything else that they offer. Oh, dude, I buy so much shit off Amazon. But yeah, the uh, yeah, this is just so tragic to me. I just I I feel like 1.75 billion dollars is like a lot of money. That is when it's you more spend that much, we will ever earn, or probably more money than our family lineage will earn in the next hundred years, two hundred years. Speak for yourself. Yeah, I just did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I probably won't make one point seven five billion. Maybe maybe one billion. I doubt it. Your kids and your kids' kids and your kids' kids' kids definitely won't have one point seven five billion. Yeah. Maybe. Quick Bites is a dumb name and I hate it. Uh, and that's why this service failed. The, Not the, for all the, the other factors, but it failed because it's a name called Quick Bites. They shortened down a Quibby. Which is an even worse name. Well, that's the bad name. It's Quibi. I think Quick Bites is actually... I feel like it makes me sad that I didn't know it was the name of the actual streaming service the whole time. Doesn't that make you a little bit sad that we only find out that it's called Quick Bites just as it's... No, because it wasn't called Quick Bites. 
It is. It's called Quick Bites. It was Quibi for short. Quick Bites makes sense. You're just making, taking small bites of these small stories. You know? Each episode is only I guarantee five, you, minutes. Simon, I never even bit into a single episode of any Quibi thing once. I did not bite my phone as it was playing. There's no bites involved. This is a... Is a it's a quick... It's a, it's it's a, a metaphor. dumb name. They're not... It's not a. They're not actually suggesting you're eating your phone. I hate metaphors, Sino. I hate it. I hate metaphors. You hate metaphors. Yes. Anyways, come on. Silly. It's not that bad. It's stupid. It's it's okay. No. It's it's don't don't make fun of them now. They're they're done. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna it's kick. all over. The best part about people failing is that you can kick them while they're down. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Mm. It's not what those kids would think. I didn't beat up any children. Mm. Agree to disagree. So apparently what they're doing with this is they're shopping the content around. That's what's going to happen. I've considered going in for the last month as November starts and just subscribe on November 1st for one last hurrah and then just try and scoop up all the content that I missed. But it's just going to make me sad. So I was thinking, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm torn. There's that one show where it's like in portrait mode. It's a list of text messages. And I really was interested in that. I kind of want to watch that too. And I, I, like, also, I still want to watch Die Hard. Like, there's also uh, hashtag free Rashawn. There's also 24, but it's not 24. The Fugitive? Yeah. The Fugitive is a thing, Adrian. A movie starring Harrison Ford. It's sure. also a TV show back in the day. Sure. We're running a film and TV podcast. Come on. Doesn't exist. Get with the times. No. I mean, yeah. I am with the times. Yeah, actually, the things I'm referencing are older. Yeah, quite literally. Anyway, uh, 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 moving on. Number two. Oh my gosh, there's two stories? As tracked by publication The Hollywood Reporter, actor Jared Leto has been cast to reprise his role as the Joker in director Zack Snyder's cut of 2017's Justice League film. Despite having not been cast in Joss Whedon's original release of Justice League, Jared Leto is currently participating in the shooting of additional scenes for the Zack Snyder cut four-part miniseries that is set to release in early 2021 on streaming service HBO Max. Leto famously disapproved of his character's lack of screen time in the David Iyer directed movie Suicide Squad that launched in 2016. Suicide Squad has so far been the only released DC Extended Universe movie that Jared Leto's Joker has starred in. The production of the Justice League Snyder Cut is reportedly costing Warner Brothers an extra $20 million over and above the initial cost to make the film. Their shooting of additional scenes is reportedly well underway at this point and will also apparently feature actor Ben Affleck's Batman, Ray Fisher's Cyborg, Amber Heard's Mero, and even Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke. But Jared Leto's recasting as the iconic Batman villain for these reshoots is arguably one of the more intriguing developments, which has certainly made many fans question what Zack Snyder will have in store for them when the Justice League Snyder Cut releases next year. Adrian, what do you think of this? So this is a cool little uh, a cool little fact about Jared Leto's Joker. This is going to be the first live-action Joker to appear in two movies. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until we get... You mean Joker actor. Like this iteration, or you're saying like iteration of the Yeah, the iteration Joker. actor, whatever. Same two thing. movies. Mm-hmm. Is this true for sure? What about Romero? Was there more than one 1960s Batman movie? I don't believe there was. The Joker? I don't think so. Hmm. I'm looking it up now, just to be clear. Good old Cesar Romero, arguably the best iteration of the Joker. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't even want to comment about that. I'm also joking. He didn't do a bad job, but I mean, I mean. Well, it's a different, it's a different world. It's like that campy Batman. Yeah. Adam West Batman, you know what I mean? So Where you have shark repellent. When uh, you didn't want to shave off your mustache so that you just painted white paint over it is it is it certainly a different type of production yeah yes my search has come up with the answer no 
Yeah. He did not. He was only in one movie, technically, but then he was in the TV series. Crazy. That's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Super cool, eh? And I, I can't think of any other prospects for the other actors unless we get... A Joker 2. Joaquin Phoenix. Maybe. Strikes back. I was more thinking Matt Reeves is going to do the Joker for sure. And so will he do it in the second movie and then do it in the third movie? I think that would be smart. It, I think that's what Nolan wanted to do with Heath Ledger. Yeah, that was the initial plan. He passed away. Yeah. We heard about that when we were at the Hans Zimmer concert, when Hans Zimmer was talking about like Heath Ledger's death and everything. That was a great concert, by the way. That was fantastic. That was amazing. That was yeah. the best concert I've ever been to. I'm I not agree. a big concert guy. I but, am. Uh, I'd go see Hans Zimmer in concert again for certain. Yeah. He went through all of his like greatest hits, and he just kept <laughs> disrobing as he was going. He was initially wearing a giant tuxedo, pretty much like a traditional like conductor tuxedo, and he just slowly was had less clothes on until he was wearing sweatpants. It was pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. And he had to, he talked throughout too. Like he talked to certain points again about Heath Ledger and, and things like that. And man, when that Wonder Woman theme came on, you know? His best work. Yeah. His best work. Yep. Got to remember not to mention that again on the podcast so you don't, you know, scare our viewers away with that kind of tune. Sorry, listeners. Damn it. What do I say, viewers, every single episode? Anyways, no, this is crazy. You idiot. This is crazy stuff that he's spending this much money on this. I just, I have a feeling that this is overcrowded. Am I getting, are you getting that feeling? Are they overcrowding this? Like, um, I don't you can know. put these actors into this movie. I'm just confused as to what you? the hell is happening. Like, yeah, what are you, you doing? Why do you need this, though? What is the plot line of this movie? What is Joker going to do in this movie? Yeah, I What know. about Deathstroke? Like, that's... that's Wait, is this the same problem that happened in Suicide Squad? Initially, like, he was so upset because his, his scenes that he, they shot weren't in the movie. What scenes can they even use in this movie? I mean, they're obviously reshooting Flashbacks? Them. It must be flashbacks. It just seems useless, though. Mm-hmm. Like, why would Deathstroke be in this, too? That was just recent news, actually, as well. It's, yeah. It's kind of... It was already teased. In it Suicide teased. Squad, actually. Yeah. Was it Was it the after credit scene of Suicide of Squad? Su- that was the best thing about Suicide Squad. Was it? Actually, the best thing was no, Suicide Squad. No, no. It was for the, the record. No, it was the after credit scene of the Justice League. Was it? Yeah. The after credit scene oh, of Suicide right. Squad was... I didn't like was, Justice League was, either, was, so that's why. I was thinking it was a movie I didn't like. It was Batflick talking to Viola Davis's uh, character. By the way, my favorite thing... Yeah, that's correct. He was mm-hmm. talking to... Amanda Waller. Thank you. The, actually, the best thing about Suicide Squad was Ben Affleck's Batman. I'm just saying that on the record here. Batflick's Batman, yeah. Those moments where he like catches Deathstroke and... I don't know. There's They're, they're actually shot quite nicely in the snow with Deathstroke. Remember that? This yeah. kid? Oh, it's quite good. There's like moments in there I was like, David Iyer. Wow. I was excited in the beginning of that movie, by the way. That movie was going well for the first like 30 minutes. And then it takes a really bad turn. I don't even know if it was 30 minutes. Maybe 20 minutes? Yeah. It was good in the beginning. If that. It was good in the beginning. It just gets more and more outlandish as you go. My family. Gotta protect my family that I just met five seconds ago. I don't know why he's talking like that, but anyway, so that's the flame guy who honestly, why would they ever have that guy? That guy's too powerful. The guy's like your main attraction. Just have that guy do everything. He can become a giant flame monster. Come on. No. What's that guy? What's that character's name? El Diablo. El Diablo. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not a fan, but anyways, the, what a shit movie to talk about this particular development. Yeah. I just think that this is getting overcrowded and I'm hoping it's going to be good. Like you only have four hours. Like that's not that much longer than Batman versus Superman. If you're honest, like the director's cut of that was like three, three and, three and, and 40 minutes or something. Yeah. I don't know if it was that long, but it was definitely over three hours. As long as, as long as one of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings movies. Correct. 
So what are we I'm doing? starting to expect that this is going to be longer than this four hours that they're letting on. Maybe. Or at the very least, they're going to like finish the four hours and be like, the Justice League will return in, and then have like another like mini series. I feel like they're still going to plant a bunch of seeds to continue this. Imagine they just can, try to build up HBO Max though, and the next Justice League is going to just be a, another mini series. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That'd be super cool. HBO man. Max isn't doing so well though, so I'm not sure if this doesn't build enough hype up. I'm not sure that they'll even do that. They're they're going to shut down in six months like Quibi. No, I don't think that will happen. I think that Warner Brothers knows that the future is streaming. So we talked about last week as well that Disney Plus restructured their entire business around streaming, and that's happened with other companies as well. That's happening more and more that they're talking about restructuring or at least talking about focusing in on the streaming market. And they all have their own streaming service now. Yeah, again, NBC, NBC's got the best named uh, streaming service, Peacock. And 40% of Hulu. It's not 40%, actually. It's less than that. There's like a third less party. than 40% of Hulu. Yeah, it's less than 40% of Hulu. Yeah. And, of course, you got HBO Max, which is owned by Warner Media or Warner Brothers. Disney obviously owns their own. I think Disney's honestly doing the best job. I'm just going to say it. Like They are a studio that's got a lot of content. They know that. They're putting all of their content as much as possible on the streaming service. It's relatively inexpensive. It's relatively inexpensive. They realize that it's a, it can be a great success. It's well marketed. I think their biggest blunder, and arguably their only blunder, is the Poulon release yeah. with the, 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 the premium rental. I feel like that's really the only thing that left a bad mark on it. Speaking of Disney+, Plus, you know what I just realized? Literally just now? Mandalorian. What? Is this Friday? Oh, it's soon. Yeah. How crazy how is exciting, that? How exciting is that? I totally forgot until this very conversation. Yeah. Look forward to that. Wow. It's coming out. That's exciting. That's I, uh, that's four days from the day in which you're listening to this podcast, or maybe three days or two days, or maybe it's after. I'm not sure. But regardless, oh from God. the time we're filming it to the time we're airing it, there's about a two-day gap, and then there's another four-day gap after the time in which we air this episode, in which then Boom Mandalorian will come out, season two starring Pedro Pascal and created by John Favreau. Sorry, did I ramble on there? I, I just blacked out for a moment. It's fine. I'm excited for this, though. E- even e- even with this, uh, you know, it, it almost feels like too much. I, I I am hoping that they do continue this as like some sort of miniseries, like like you mentioned. That would be pretty cool. Another thing that kind of popped out to me is Amber Heard's include, uh, like, includement. includement. Yeah, the includement. We're going to go with it. The includement, yeah, her includement in this is shocking because she's going through this crazy lawsuit. Yeah. Honestly, they haven't like taken her out of ads or anything like that. I just feel like the we talked about the double standard before, but it's very much a double Johnny standard. Johnny Depp has kind of lost his jobs. Yeah. And she's just not lost her job. It's weird. It is strange to me that this is happening. And she's just included in this for no discernible reason. I don't really know why she would be in these additional scenes. Why are they shooting Amber Heard in this? I don't know. And I just don't understand how people are okay with that i feel yeah. like if i worked on the set i'd be like fuck this bitch like i heard these tapes my opinion on this is more like okay so by the way the controversy we're talking about is johnny depp and amber heard are currently in it involved in a lawsuit in which each of them allege that they beat each other up in the relationship there was abuse yeah on both sides and johnny depp over the course of many years just took a bunch of shit and built up a case against her and finally is going to court about it and released a bunch of audio tapes where she very clearly talks about shitting on his bed well, and attacking him. Well, she he was just trying to clear the air because yeah. a publication has basically said that he was a wife beater. And yeah. he, he wanted to clear the air completely and say, hey, this is not true and this is actually what happened. I'm not taking a side, though, as you, see, as you may have done. I, I'm more saying that if you're going to fire Johnny Depp 
from his jobs and say we're going to boycott a movie because he's in it, then why are you not doing the same thing to Amber Heard? Yeah. Because he's losing his position in Pirates of the Caribbean currently, which is like his franchise. It was literally written around him pretty much because of the success of Jack Sparrow in the first Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Correct. So it just doesn't if make any sense. If you're going to drag him through the mud and like quite literally, I mean like he's still a millionaire. Like still has so much money, but like he lost a lot of money. Yeah, like this, that was part a lot of, of the his life. stress he was going through at the time. Apparently, is somebody stole his money while he was going through this messy divorce. So there's this whole thing about that. I don't know. There's a lot of controversy with this. It's hard to take sides because if you look at both sides, it's, he he may have done something wrong as well. But ultimately, yeah, the idea did, is, is that awful. I'm still seeing her on commercials. Yeah, I, I just don't time, get it. And then again, this just getting to be a part of this huge movie just like it's not like she had a huge part just recast the role you know like yeah uh, recast I, johnny depp in the role yeah yeah that would make i sense. agree <laughs> no, um, no i don't know but, again i feel like we've talked about that before and maybe maybe i'm just getting too heated about it who knows maybe i like maybe in a year well you take it, i think you took it aside more here than you did before yeah to be honest but I, i'm not again i i think that it is very complicated the situation i just don't I don't like the double standard. Uh, you mentioned that before in another episode, and I and I agree with that part. Yeah. But anyways, it is strange that she's in this. Uh, and again, this is overcrowded. Definitely. And uh, Henry Cavill's notably missing. We actually talked about this. It's strange that they couldn't get him back to do this. Maybe it's because he has a mustache, and I'm like, we're not going down that path again. Well, he's busy filming The Witcher. I remember that being a story. Well, why don't they just paint, paint his mustache white? Well, he doesn't have a mustache in either of the roles. You just don't have to have a mustache. What? You just said paint his mustache mustache white yeah no he, he doesn't need a mustache for which either of the roles which role are you talking about witcher or justice league the witcher can have a beard does he have a mustache he might have a beard show? in this one maybe maybe he's got a beard okay he's called the white wolf okay the witcher understood Geralt of rivia yeah okay i don't know what your confusion's about that you just said i was making his... a caesar romero re- reference and the fact that henry cavill was actually they cg'd off his mustache because he was also but acting just, in mission impossible we're talking about these reshoots he doesn't require a mustache i was reshoots. joking this is a joke adrian well it sometimes we make jokes on this podcast i don't land. know if you're <laughs> hey i'm the guy that jokes here you're the you're the straight guy i'm the <laughs> it's according to your mom okay <laughs> and i you wrote in last i'm week, the joking and that's guy. what you said on the podcast. Anyways, let's move on, okay? This is getting too heated about no, mustaches. I don't want to move on. Why? Because I also want to talk about Joe Manganiello as Deathstroke. Okay, what about him? Great costume. We've never seen the guy as Deathstroke yet, and he actually looked pretty cool as he Deathstroke. He looks super cool. I have to say, though, that's the one thing, and I, I think you know what I'm about to say here. No. Like Arrow did right. The show Arrow on the CW. Yeah. With- starring Stephen Amell. Deathstroke in that. Great costume. The actor did a phenomenal job. He's probably my favorite actor in that series. Yeah, he's uh, in the TV show Spartacus. Cool. Yeah, which again is a great show. I highly recommend it. You you should watch it. Yeah, he did. Four seasons. A great job. They wrote his character really well. He's a compelling villain. Deathstroke, played by actor Manu Bennett. He kind of scared me. He was unexpected. I didn't know what was going to happen. It's such a great arc. Those first two seasons of Arrow, something special. Something special. For sure. That was good. It was good. Joe Manganiello has never been used in this DC Extended Universe. Yeah, he has. In the after credit scene. That's it. Yeah, so has he been used, Simon? No, that's a tease. It's like showing Nick Fury in the after credit scene for, a scene for Iron Man and then never using him in another movie again. That's what I'm saying. Like it's. Well, I mean, What they did was they failed. They realized they failed, and they actually started to recoup. And it's really... I still think it's crazy. After the DC fandom, the amount of hype behind this universe, this they could recover. I just feel like they're going to not recover, though. 
because of the number of actors in this movie alone, I feel like this is doomed to fail. Do I'm you, really hoping. Do you not have faith in, in our boy Zack Snyder? I don't always have faith in Zack oh, Snyder. Oh, I have faith. All right, well, good, I good for you, and uh, I hope this is good. I, it's I'm going to be good. Look, my hopes are high. I'm hoping for the best, but planning for the worst on this one. I'm I'm dehyping my expectations because I, I just don't know what's going to end up happening. When is when is this even going to actually come out in 2021? Fall. Yeah, it seems the most likely. I understood in the beginning of this announcement that it was coming in the beginning of the year in 2021. I got that impression. But we shall see when it actually launches. Number three. According to publication Deadline, HBO's Westworld creators Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy will be show running a limited series adaptation of the Joe Nesbo novel, The Sun alongside Billions writer Lenore Zion. Zion will also write the TV series, while Blade Runner 2049 director Denis Villeneuve will direct the full miniseries. The Sun will also reunite director Villeneuve with actor Jake Gyllenhaal. The pair have previously worked together on both the movie Prisoners and the lesser-known film Enemy. Joe Nesbo's The Sun has been extremely popular, having been a New York Times number one best-selling novel. The Sun follows escaped convict Sonny Loftus as he navigates the city of Oslo, Norway's multi-levels of corruption while seeking out revenge. When describing the vast creative hive mind hired on for this project at HBO, HBO's executive vice president of programming said, quote, Jonah and Lisa are a formidable creative force, and we are excited to collaborate with them again, alongside the brilliant Lenore, to adapt Joe Nesbo's novel. Denis is a master at weaving visually exquisite and unique narratives. Jake is a gifted actor and producer, whose work often traverses provocative and compelling terrain. And of course, he and Denis have collaborated brilliantly in the past. We are beyond excited to see how this powerhouse team tackles this exceptional work. Unquote. Adrian, thoughts on this? This seems too good to be true. A little bit, yep. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, but no, because these all these people are great. I know. So that's I what I mean. Like it's 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 crazy. best-selling novel by this uh, Norwegian author. Yeah, Joe Nesbo. You ever read the book? I have not. Me neither. Lenore Zion, a little bit less known, but a writer on Billions, which yeah, I know and is... various other TV series. Yeah, Billions on HBO, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Nope, I'm lying. Not to, to be you. confused with Ballers, starring yeah, ball- <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, yeah Billions is that Showtime show. It's actually well that show Paul Giamatti and the guy from Homeland, Homeland, Homeland actor who was also in the running apparently for James Bond at one point. By the way, Damian Lewis. I knew it. That's exactly what I was going to say. And apparently, it's pretty good. I've kind of actually wanted to watch Billions because it. I've heard a lot about it, and I think I might do that. I, I just keep forgetting about it. There's yeah. so many other shows that I'm I'm behind on, so I just trying to trying to catch up basically. There's one thing that I know about the show Billions, and I don't even know if I'm right about this thought, but it was one of the first shows that introduced a non-binary character. I remember seeing an article about that many years ago, and I might be mixing that up with a totally different show, but I'm pretty sure I'm right, and I'm not going to look it up to be sure about it. Hmm. I see. Yeah. So we're just leaving this up to the corrections. So we're leaving this up to the audience who can write into us at spillfocuspodcast at gmail.com. Please write into us and correct this on this strange fact that Adrian just felt like he just had to bring up, even though he didn't know whether it was a fact or not. Are you looking this up right now while we talk? Yeah, I am. Even though you said you weren't going to look it up? Yeah, I lied. I lied to the viewers. I got you good, you fuckers. I got you good. You thought I wasn't going to do it, but I did it. So I don't know if it's the first one, like first show to ever have a non-binary person in it, but the actress who plays the character, who I assume is also non-binary, is non-binary. 
Nope, she is the first non-binary TV star. The first non-binary TV star. Asia Kate Dillon. Neat. Fun fact. That's what you come here for. This is what you come here for, the hard-hitting facts. That's why you're here right now listening to this. Indeed. I'm in the industry, baby. I know you're all in this it. stuff. You're in it. You're I deep in it. that industry. But, but yeah. obviously, like, Denis Villeneuve. Have you ever seen Enemy, by the way? I, I have seen Enemy. Pretty phenomenal, eh? It's really great. It takes place in Toronto, which is pretty cool. Toronto. It's pretty shocking at times. Yes. There's moments in that movie. It's really well done. I really enjoy it. And it, it follows a, the same Denis Villeneuve visual style that I'm kind of used to in the other movies he's made, like Arrival or 2049. He always seems to, always in every movie pretty much he makes, he's always got this like giant over overhead shot that like just kind of it's like it seems like a, it's like a drone shot yeah that, that takes just time the city yeah you show the whole city or the whole landscape uh and arrival going up to that spaceship as an example with um, an almost like gray sort of uh filter on it yeah he does a really good job of really he takes his time with certain cinematography i really appreciate that i'm really excited for dune as we've discussed previously dune. obviously it's gotten pushed back to 2021 the worst news of this year arguably not the other 10 movies that were you were excited about that no. were also got pushed back no oh, okay yeah it's kind of unfortunate but Denis Villeneuve and jake gyllenhaal combined again is a good pairing and i'm excited Definitely. did you see prisoners i have yet to see prisoners pretty good i watched it on the plane i really when people bothered. could fly on planes when they could like you know i think people can still fly on planes yeah but well, just not as much as they used to be able to fly on planes correct well I but no i've yet to watch now. prisoners it, that, prisoners is one of those movies that i keep on wanting to watch and uh i don't know i feel like i just got to sit down and watch it by myself because anytime i want to watch it with my lover she's like this seems very depressing this, this doesn't seem good it is kind of depressing and uh i would say that i I remember one of our mutual friends, uh, he said that after he finished watching it, he couldn't stop thinking about it for three days and it really bothered him in a good way. Like it, like it stuck with him. Interesting. So uh, I don't know. I, I really want to watch Prisoner. That's one of those like glaring holes in my filmography watch list that is just not there. I got to watch Prisoners. Fuck it. I'm going to watch it now. Be right back. No, we got to finish the podcast first. No, nope, be right back. I'm watching it. Okay. And we're back. No, we didn't go I anywhere. just finished watching Prisoners. I was Prisoners talking to and- the... Part where you were saying that anyway the other thing as well that kind of strikes me here is jonathan nolan lisa joy they're show running this but do they have time yeah that's my confusion because they're still technically show running westworld so which, what are they really in how are they which, involved which which is renewed for a season four but at yes. this point are we gonna get it and then they are also show running that amazon show right which which is not by amazon people but the amazon network like mm. the amazon streaming network the name escapes me uh yes the amazon show fallout oh my god the video game series fallout yeah which is now owned by microsoft crazy yeah i know crazy business yeah i know that is nuts that is nuts isn't nbc owned by microsoft no wait it used to be owned by microsoft it used to be msnbc but now i think comcast owns the entirety of nbc and of course, they own the world's best named streaming service, Peacock. They should have bought. What's even on Peacock? Let's be honest. What inter- Harry what Potter. Is, what is interesting? That's all <laughs> right. Because they bought HBO, the rights, like what, they licensed ridiculous. the rights from Warner Media instead of Warner Media having it on HBO Max. Yeah. Now it's on Peacock. It I'm no still sense. watching the Harry Potter movies. I know I haven't mentioned that, but I've been making my way through it. What are you on now? Uh, Deathly Hollows Part One is cool. the next one I got to watch. Cool, 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 yeah. cool, 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 Great cool, movies cool. still, man. So good still. I love these movies. Yeah, they get better and better. That's what I really believe. I do believe they get better. No. Better. I think the fifth one is my least favorite. Oh, I love it. I love it until, again, I, I do believe that the I like best the ending one of it. is the seventh movie. Which and is Deathly Hollows Part 1. The, I agree. That is my favorite as well. The 
The eighth movie is worse. Yeah. Deathly Hallows Part 1 is definitely my favorite. I feel like they made some weird choices. The, yeah. eighth one. the fifth movie, Order of the Phoenix. or Is it Order of the Phoenix? Yeah. Yes. The one where they introduced Dolores, Umbridge. Oh, yeah. I hate that movie. I don't hate that movie. I hate that character so much that it ruins the entire enjoyment of the movie. Why? Because she's such a bitch. Well, that's the she's, point. I know, but she's I don't... She did such a good job. I know so she satisfying. does such a good job. Because later on, she's in the movies later on. I know, but... It's like, satisfying. I know, but I just hate it. I hate what's happening there. And there, I just hate things where I'm just like, why don't you just kill her? Just murder her. Because you can't. You can't just murder somebody. Oh, my God. Imagine murdering... Speak for yourself, Simon. You, did you ever Speak have an yourself. elementary or... Or high school teacher that you hated? Yeah. Did you not murder them anymore. there, Adrian? Did, are they dead now? Not officially. Not officially. What do you mean not officially? Let's let's carry on, man. Let's let's get back to the story. What do you have to say about it? Um, or are you distracted by the murder you didn't commit? Hey, remember those kids you beat up outside that I movie theater? I didn't beat up any kids. All Stop right, with this nonsense. Mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm very stoked for this. Did all they have star, time? All star talent on this. Yeah. All star skill. We went on that tangent, but your question was, do, do you like? Do they have enough time? I don't think so. Me? I don't think they're going to do this. I think it's Lenore Lezion who's actually you starting think? this. And that I think Lisa Joy and Jonah Nolan are involved, but I don't know if they're what to what capacity. But mm. keep in mind as well, this is not a TV series. It's a limited series. I think it's running around 68 episodes, so I don't think it's going to be particularly long. So they have the chance to to nail this one home. And Denis Villeneuve is directing everything automatically makes this awesome. Yeah. So it's going to be good. It's going to be great, maybe. Probably possible. There's a lot of good things that keep getting announced, I find. But I just wonder where where is the time? Like It seems like there's more good, amazing stuff being announced than ever before at this point with all these streaming services. But there's also, it's like, is this too much content? I sometimes wonder. Is this what streaming services is going on? Is this HBO Max? Yeah, HBO Max. Is that in the story? I'm, I'm reading through it. I just know. Oh no, never mind. For this project, HBO's executive vice president. That makes sense. Just wanted to HBO sure. Max and HBO. Yeah, HBO. It's gonna be on HBO specifically. Home box office. Did you know that's what HBO stands for? I do. Again, coming here for the hard hitting facts. I'm here to that teach one was y'all. a fairly obvious one. Home box office. Okay, baby. let's move on to the montage, shall we? A sequence of our show in which I briefly present some of the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one. As reported by Variety, actors Harrison Ford and Ed Helms are set to star in a comedy film called The Miserable Adventures of Burt Squire aboard the Horn High Yo, which will see Ford and Helms shipwrecked in the Atlantic Ocean. What a ridiculous name. Number two. As Variety has reported, actors Michael B. Jordan and Shantae Adams will star in the Denzel Washington-directed film Journal in Jordan. Oh my goodness, has Denzel ever directed a, a movie before? Yes, Adrian. Fences. He also directed an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Number three, according to Deadline, an Adam Sandler basketball movie called Hustle is coming to Netflix and will co-star actors Ben Foster, Queen Latifah, and Robert Duvall. I'm all in on this one, baby. If, If it's even half as good as Hubie Halloween, I'm all in, baby. Oh my goodness. Number four, as reported by Deadline, actor Taylor Kitsch has been chosen to replace Coulson Machine Gun Kelly Baker in the upcoming Robert De Niro, John Malkovich starring film Wash Me in the River. Interestingly, this would have been the second movie Machine Gun Kelly would have shared with John Malkovich, the other one being Bird Box. Number five. As Variety has reported, two new special episodes are planned for HBO's Zendaya starring TV series Euphoria. The first is a Christmas episode of sorts and is planned for release on December 6th. Oh my goodness, that's so exciting. I wonder how they're going to, if they're going to go off the the big cliffhanger of season one, because the the season one had a big cliffhanger. I'm very excited for this. Number six, as followed by The Hollywood Reporter, 
The Netflix Hillary Swank space drama series Away has been cancelled after its first season. I guess this is the uh, the one that got away. I guess I guess Hillary Swank is the one that got away. No. <laughs> the show is going away. The show the show is going away. It's gone. Going away. The show. The show is going away. It's gone. It's going away, this show is. <laughs> Number seven. As reported by Deadline, the 10th and 11th films in the Fast and Furious franchise will be the final entries to the saga and will be directed by Justin Lin. Already? Why would you end such a fascinating franchise? Number 8. As Deadline reports, Netflix is developing a Kristen Bell thriller comedy series called Woman in the House that is set to follow a recluse named Anna who spies on her neighbors through the windows of her house. When Anna believes she has witnessed a murder, drama ensues. So this this series is set in the woman in the averse. The the first movie being Woman in the Window starring Amy Adams. Kristen Bell just living directly above her. Uh, and it's the same murder that they both witness. I don't think that's true. Woman in the verse. Number 9. As Variety reports, a sequel TV series to the George Lucas created Ron Howard directed fantasy film Willow is in the works for Disney Plus. The new series will see actor Warwick Davis rise his role as title character Willow Ufgood, and Ron Howard serve as one of the executive producers for the project. I have no attachment to Willow, but it's one of my sister's favorite movies from when she was a child. This is fantastic, and I cannot wait. Number 10. As reported by publication Collider, actor Jamie Foxx has signed on to star in a Netflix action comedy film called Day Shift, in which Foxx's character will clean swimming pools by day and kill vampires by night. That just seems like a good time. And that concludes the montage. Great sound editing in, once again, Simon, every time. This is some good quality every time audio. Every makes some weird-ass noise. I don't make any noises. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right, Simon, I got some new releases for you. Oh, yeah? What? However, I'm going to switch it up a bit. I'm switching up the new releases because I'm going to tell you right now, I probably mess up a lot of the time with these new releases. I see. Sometimes there are things that I miss. Sometimes there are things that I put in that are unclear where they're coming out. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to make this tighter. I'm making this better. And what I'm doing now from here on out is just adding in movies that are coming to theaters as a wide release coming to a streaming service or able to be rented on video like on on rented on rentable services on rentable you making fun of my stutter man that's unacceptable bro unacceptable bro yeah that was clever thank you thank you you know what movie you forgot about last week when you did this segment i know i know the rocks I know. With a Sofia Coppola directed film. Yeah. Who made the amazing movie Lost, Lost in, Translation. in Translation. Jinx. Also starring Bill Murray. And starring Rashida Jones in this particular movie. Yeah, in this not, one. Not Scar- on Scar- Jello Johanslin. But uh, I want to watch this movie this week and then talk about it. What do you think? No. For the next week, for the next podcast. For episode we 18, could. we could talk about On the Rocks. Your dog's going crazy. What's going on here? I don't know. Yo, dog is going crazy. I'm down. The only issue is I got to watch it on my phone. Why? Because I don't have anything to watch. Your TV still doesn't have AirPlay? No. Did, I thought Sony was updating your TV with AirPlay. The 2018 TV? Why didn't you just keep your Roku? Because. I'm glad I didn't because the PlayStation 5 is going to have Apple TV at. So I would have just wasted the Roku for two movies. It's $39. That's a lot of money. I bought the 4K one. I'm not some, not some broke bitch. Oh my god. Okay, what movies are coming out? Let's get on with it. Alrighty. So this uh, movie is coming out on October the 27th. Not on the rocks. That came out on the 23rd. 
Although you didn't announce it. All right. You Which know movie what? are you talking about here? This movie's called Fishbowl. 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 These movies are, by the way, are coming out from the 26th of October to the 1st of November. Hmm. There's not too many of them this week. Even if I didn't narrow it down, there it's a lot fewer movies this week in comparison to other weeks prior. I see. Or other weeks in the future. However, this first movie coming out on October the 27th is a movie called Fishbowl. This is confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.thehypenumbers.com, and the Apple TV app. It's available for rental on this day. This movie is about three young girls in a small town called Bishop dealing with it, not having a mom and a dad who's obsessed with the rapture. Hmm. One thing I'm also doing is I'm going to I'm gonna shorten down all these explanations. I'm going to speed up the process a little bit. It's the last time I'm going to explain this because me explaining it actually increases the length of this segment. It's true. However. I agree with that part. However, I'll never have to explain it again. Because and you're because you're a, a longtime listener that listens to every episode. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate you. We appreciate you, listener. We appreciate you. We know you and we you know us. Yeah. And you can trust us in our explanations of these movies for the yes. new releases. Yes. Because we've got news for you. We got new releases for you, baby. Okay, what's the next movie? It's coming out on October the 28th. This movie is called Secrets of the Sakara Tomb. This is uh, confirmed by Netflix. It's just a Netflix original movie for sure coming out then. I'm pretty sure this is a documentary about this tomb, and these people are just like kind of going in this tomb and talking about it. Hmm, I see. Brief explanation, straight to the point, baby. The next movie that's coming out on this day, also on Netflix, once again, what a twist, is a movie called Holidate. It stars Emma Roberts and some other dude. This is a rom-com about two people who just hate holidays, but they love each other during them. The next I see. Movie. Holiday, as in holiday and date combined. Correct. Uh, the next movie that is coming out is called The Craft, colon, Legacy. So not colon as in uh, like, like, like the bodily, colon, bodily part. That but as in the colon the as poops. in the two dots next not to the it. poop organ. Not the poop organ. Good. Thanks for the clarification. No worries. The Craft colon Legacy. Uh, this is confirmed by Movie Insider and Rotten Tomatoes. This is a digital rental as well. Um, This is about four witches suffering from colon cancer. (laughs) No, it is not. It is not. I don't know why I said that. No, this is about four witches that are teenagers, and they get more when they bargain for when they realize they got these witch powers. It's a thriller. You can stream it if you rent it. I'm pretty certain this is a sequel to the 2007 movie The Craft, which is also about four witches. It could make sense. Yeah. That, that would make sense in this case. I mean, because it's, it's the craft colon, colon legacy. legacy. However, that movie is like a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes from 2007. It's mm. like, why, if you're going to make a sequel, why choose The Craft from 2007? I don't know. That question could be asked about a lot of movies. Like, why would you make a sequel to Batman versus Superman? How dare you? How dare it's you? 28% son? on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I know, but Let's we get all real know here. the critics were wrong back in 20, uh, 2015, 2014, whenever that movie came out. Those critics were wrong that year. Well, I mean, I agree, but I don't know. Yeah. All right, baby. Let's move up to October 30th. It's my sister's birthday that day. Happy birthday to my sister in the future on that day. Happy birthday. October 30th is when her birthday is. The movie that's coming out is a movie called Come Play. It's confirmed by theaters nearby that it is releasing due to the Cineplex app where I verified this. And the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com. This stars Jillian Jacobs as a mother. We're at that point where Jillian Jacobs can be a mother now. And and she's this mother of this child. She has a husband. I don't know who the husband is. I just know Jillian Jacobs. She's a mother of this child. And this child has this tablet. 
and other electronic devices. And within this tablet, there's some monster that's using this kid and his electronics to uh, to try to come to the real world to, to cause some monster mayhem, baby. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Scary stuff. Yeah, I didn't watch the trailer. It's probably it's probably gonna be pretty shit. Sorry, is this a horror movie or is it like a? It's a thriller. Comedy. Oh, okay. It's a thriller. I thought it could be like a you know goofy thing. It's coming through. There's a monster coming out of the child's tablet. Yeah. Sounds sounds kind of goofy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what about that one? Uh, there's a bunch of goofy horror movies when you just think about it. Oh yeah, for sure. That are like okay. Tell me about still my house. Scary. You're no his house, not your house. This is a Netflix movie. All right, this is a Netflix movie. It's confirmed by Netflix. This is about a young couple who escapes a war-torn South Sudan. Sudan? Is it Sudan or Sudan? I think it's Sudan. Sudan. That's what I said the first time. Just added that in. South Sudan and moves to England only to deal with something worse than a war-torn nation, a haunted house. Ooh, crazy. The next movie that's coming out on the 30th of October is a movie called Blackjack, the Jackie Ryan story. This is confirmed by Movie Insider and the Apple TV app. You can rent it. It's a story about Jackie Ryan, and he's a basketball player, or was. I don't know if he's still alive. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called The True Adventures of Wolf Boy. This is confirmed by Movie Insider and the Apple TV app. Again, you can rent it. This is definitely not a true story. And the why, final why do you mo- say that? How do you know? It's not. Trust me. It's why? not. Because... Simon, do you want me to you want me to explain it? The research I did? Yes, I 100% do now, especially because of your aggressive tone. I just googled <laughs> Wolf Boy and nothing came up. That's it? Yeah. That's all you did? Nothing in relation to this true story. This the true adventures of Wolf Boy. Hmm. No, nah, it's definitely not a true story. This is definitely not a true story. It's just not. It's not a true story. It's not a true adventure. It might be an adventure on screen, but it's not a true one. It never actually happened. It's not a true true adventure. The next movie that's coming out is Narco Soldiers, confirmed by Movie Insider on the Apple TV app. Uh, again, a video on demand rental that you can purchase or rent or buy or purchase or rent. And this is about a guy. He's just making money, selling drugs and killing people. That's what, the, what, that's what this main character does, baby. And he also used to be a Marine, so he's super badass. Done. Those are all the movies of any value releasing ever again. This week. This specifically. week. Specifically. Okay. Specifically, yeah. Again, I'm sure there might be other movies, but these are the movies releasing on streaming services that I'm aware of. Cool. Or man. as a cool rental man. or as a theater release. Cool, 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 movies cool. Movies that we have cool, access cool, cool, to. Cool, 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 cool. Just any movies. Do we have access to it? Yeah. Do we yes. not? No. I'm not gonna be, it's not gonna be on this list. Don't message in about this one movie that wasn't on this list. Do I have access to it? Maybe. Who knows? But probably not because it's not on this list, baby. All right. That's I it. Think I'm that's, done. I don't know. I think that's it. <sighs> I think that's finally, the end of our episode, man. Finally. Oh my god. You episode just 17. So much. Thank just... you for joining me once again as my co-host. Hey, you're welcome, man. Once again, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And your time. My time. Yes. Thanks. And your time, listener. Viewer. I don't think they're viewing this. This is a podcast, Adrian. Mm-hmm. They listen to it. Come on. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the 17th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter signing off. Hey guys, it's me, Adrian Pinter. I'm about to sign off. However, uh, as uh, tradition dictates, I have to tell you that Batman v Superman is a good movie. And it's because it's true. That's a truer story than the true adventures of Wolf Boy. Take care. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.